Speak Easy Studios. Speak and be heard. Yo, this is Stephen Lee. And I'm Frank Jackson. And we are the Distinguished Critics. We're here to break down some of our favorite albums and songs and debate what's overrated, underrated, and everything in between. So join us as we go back and relive some of music's most iconic projects. Give us a listen wherever you get your podcasts, and please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and give us those five stars. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Big Short. I'm Stephen Lee, as always, joined by Frank Jackson, and today we are going to be discussing two smashes from 2012, one of which was a major radio hit. That's right, we're talking about Kanye West's Mercy and Kendrick Lamar's Mad City. Frank, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. I, I like the change up of the time period. Um, this is a little bit later for us. I know that this was what a you know eleven years ago or whatever, but that's pretty modern to us. For us, so, yeah. Um, and these were two monster hits, and one of them was the birth of a superstar. You right. know, Kendrick had been around for years prior, but he wasn't yet on that. On that status, that plane. This put him on that trajectory. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I like the the time switch up. I'm excited to talk about these. Well, with Kendrick, man, like the big singles. This came out on Good Kid, Mad City, yeah. right? I wouldn't say yeah. that Mad City was like a major commercial success. Well, it wasn't one of the singles, right? And it wasn't. It was one of those things where when the album came out, it was like. How did you not make this the lead single? Now, that being said... I don't know about lead single, but... But one of right. the singles, yeah. Because right. that being said, he had some... I mean, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. He had Money Trees. He had Poetic Justice. Like, right. these were all songs that Pop took off. Right. Um. So, yeah, they probably did choose the singles properly. But this was one that became a fan favorite pretty quickly. I feel like certain artists, like... They can push singles like that, and obviously they're they're wildly successful. But like, the the album is so good that you find like an album cut on there that like could easily have been that. Like Snoop is a good example of that. Like yep. you could pick the Shiznit yep. on Doggy Style yep. or Lottie Dotty, and it's not a single, but everybody's gonna remember it. And for me, that's kind of what Mad becomes City one was. of those right. those fan favorites that you know it's like, damn. Those other songs I thought was great, but now he dropped the album, and this is probably the best song on the album. A lot of people felt that way. I'm I'm included in that group, right? Because when I think top of three, when I think of Kendrick and like everything that he embodies on this particular project, mm-hmm. because Kendrick is one of those artists that can be a chameleon and shape shift on each album, and he has, and he has. But for him to come out with this, I thought it was like. Wow, this is a perfect representation of a modern West Coast sound while also blending in with a a old school Easy E ruthless type of feel. Obviously, you have MC8 on this yep. from Compton's Most Wanted. The beat shifts midway throughout. I mean, Kendrick's flow, the pocket, the beat, everything is dare I say perfect on this song. Very unique. Uh, a lot of people weren't used to yeah, Kendrick as a whole, but then you got, you know, Kendrick switching his voice on here. Mm-hmm. Everything that is Kendrick that you would come to know of him as an artist, he kind of put on display kind here. kind of represented here, Yeah, right? he blacked out on it, like, which he's, no, you know, he has on every album, I would say, yeah, with the exception of Mr. Morale, in my opinion, he has at least one song where he just 
You're just he like, blacks out in damn. that way. Yeah. 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 Whereas yeah. like ain't nobody doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's few people who ever could do that, you know? So this Ken- song Ken- is a Kendrick perfect representation acquired, of Kendrick. Yeah, it is, but he was kind of an acquired taste for me oh, early absolutely. on. Like, the first time I heard him, I want to say it was in, like, 2010, maybe 2011. Um, mm-hmm. He popped up on Drake's Take Care. He was on one of those yeah. songs, and I was just like, man, he just sounds like one of these new weirdos to me. But, like, when you actually dive into him as an artist, yeah, I think he's the best artist of the last 15, 20 years, to be You'll honest. You'll get no argument here. Yeah. And I love MC8 on this song, too, because I did feel like... It, it, no disrespect I, to I eight, loved him on but I feel like in this particular spot, like he was the one that you wanted to put on this. Ra- I don't feel like a DJ Quick would have really worked for this type of song. It wouldn't have been the same. It wouldn't feel. have been the same. Now, don't get it twisted. Quick is an infinitely better everything than MC8, but for this song. Like you said, in particular for this song, he's MCA doing the interlude and the yeah, like you know, like he gave you yes. that Compton feel. Yeah, he, and he was great on here. This is actually one of my favorite features, um, just period. Like I, I sometimes it's not about going to get the biggest name or even the best rapper. It's right. just about getting the person that fits the best on this song. And I think, um, I think Kendrick did a good job of identifying. Who that who that should would, be? Yeah, right. From an A and R perspective, it's like nah, MC Eight is the one. Is the sound, one and yeah. I would have never gone out of my way to think, oh yeah, let's get some Compton's most I certainly, wanted feel on I here. I certainly wouldn't have thought of it because right. just with all of the, I mean, again, like, I know it sounds like we're shitting on MC Eight, we're not, but just with all the talent that there is out there on the West Coast, with all the legends, well, not even that from there just are. the West Coast, but from the CPT, right? Yeah, like, he could yeah, easily exactly. he, he was a, just just in Compton. Kendrick yeah. was affiliated with Dre at this point. Yeah. He could have easily had Dre do something like this, but. Yeah. I feel like eight was perfect for he this. He also could have easily just put J Rock on that shit. Right. J Rock came from Compton, but right. a label mate. Right. You know, like it's, there's a lot of people that he could have put at J Rock, by the way, probably would have been pretty good on this song. He would have. One thing I think that makes this a perfect song as well, too, is not only are you getting the blackout from Kendrick Lamar, um, the themes of the song are wholly relevant oh, yeah. to this entire project where Mad City for hit you know, Mad for him, the acronym was My Angels on Angel Dust. Yep. And he's talking about like the gang wars that he grew up uh watching and yep. witnessing. But one thing that I loved about Kendrick too is he's from a Pyru section. Yeah. But he never really leaned that way. He mm-hmm. was kind of Nas esque in the sense that, like, he was the poet that kind of observed and, and or like Cube, right? Or Cube, right? And knew how to put this best to to the pad. Yeah, you know. So, uh, so that was that was a a, a major smash from an album that, I mean, it, it, like like we mentioned, it, it totally put Kendrick on this trajectory that you know, even if you were a fan of his prior section 80 yeah uh just any of the tde stuff you know because j-rock had been out and kendrick j-rock was the first right um and even if you were a fan of his before you know and your highest prospects for him or what you thought he would be it probably wasn't this Mm -hmm. what he eventually will become because now he's much more level um on the west coast in my opinion and that's saying everything so this this album was was 
it just took over, took over hip hop, and that song was kind of like the anthem for it, in my opinion. Oh, I still this is still on the gym playlist, and the moment oh, God, I yeah. I knew that Kendrick was going to be a star because he obviously he had a run with this album. It dropped in late 2012, but I saw him live in 2013, and he just had that presence of mm-hmm. like this guy's a rock star, you know. And I think that there is no song on this album that is more emblematic of that than Mad City because he's just all over the place, and you get a taste of everything that he is. Well, probably on purpose. I think the two songs that that most represent what this album is about is good kid and mad Mad city City, right like i think that's pretty probably did that on purpose Mm -hmm. uh and uh yeah this is to me it's top two good kid is probably my favorite song in the album but mad city is is the other one and they're two very different songs two very different feels right but they're both talking about exactly what kendrick dealt with growing up and I think that, like, you know, we say all this to say, like, man, uh, there's some competition here, <laughs> you know, like uh, Mer- Mercy was a big record, too, like, and mm-hmm. one that still sounds not like one of those post... That's uh, another one that's still on in the gym. Correct. It's not one of those po- post-Dark Twisted Fantasy songs from Kanye where it's extremely hit or miss, right? Because I feel like Kanye gave us a lot of that, I'm, I'm not really messing with this, or, wow, this is a great song. I think Mercy falls into the I latter think, category. I, and so many people are going to disagree with me, but I don't care. I think this is Kanye's last great song. Hmm. And this was 11 years ago. Um, so he had good songs right after this. He he had... Um, well, the whole Jesus, Watch the Throne. He had... Well, yeah. The, oh, no, not not after that. I'm he, sorry. After Dark Twisted Fantasy, yeah. this period leading up to this. This was on the Cruel Summer yes, compilation. Yes, this is on music. Cruel Summer. Right. So he had Yeezus was his next uh, solo album that mm-hmm. came out. And there were a couple good songs on there. Good. Um, he, then he had The Life of Pablo a few years later. Some good songs on there. A couple good songs mm-hmm. on there. But the last, like, great like all-timer song that Kanye made to me uh, was this song. Mm -hmm. And that's a long time ago now. So, you know, it's, it's, well, he brought in, it's it's even more special to me for that reason. Cause I feel like this is kind of right before he started to like really decline to me where you got to put it in a perspective. It's not like Yeezus is just some total shit album. It's, the expectations and so you have to put that that in perspective at the time everything he dropped prior to that was like up here Mm -hmm. so yeezus comes out and it's like oh like i like like three or four songs on here that's not the expectation for kanye right there's certain cats that could drop something, and if I like four of the songs on there, I'm like, oh, that's good. Well, we've said that about, like, on some of these episodes, too, but it's like, it depends on who you're talking about exactly. with that four or five songs. You know, this song was kind of notable for me, too, because now Kanye's stepping into this uh, kind of CEO role, yep. and he is pushing Pusha T and Big Sean, yep. and you have 2 Chains, who's really, I mean, he was known as Titty Boy for years, yep. for a decade on DTP, but yep. like, he's getting a solo push. He drops his album, I want to say in 2012 or 2013, and, and instantly- his verse was crazy. And I'm not a 2 Chains fan for other reasons, but I can't deny that like, everybody on this song absolutely did their thing. Yeah, they did. From and Big Sean to Pusha to Kanye. And from my angle, I'm not the, the biggest Big Sean fan. Right. Um, and- he did his thing, mm-hmm. uh, but they were they were wise to save two chains verse for last. Well, I love that shit was that was the best verse, and that's a perfect way to close out a song. The production is so infectious and still sounds yep. so good. Where it's just well, like he's always gonna give you that, right? Well, and Con- this is also where Kanye kind of 
started to seep into more of the collaborative approach with yep. his production. So I want to say Lifted produced this, and then you yep. had co-production from mm-hmm. Mike Dean, legend, yep. Kanye. Um, there's a lot of dance hall elements mm-hmm. to this song. It it, it kind of sounds similar to Mad City in terms of the instrumentation that's kind of yeah. bouncing around in the back. Agreed. But then on Kanye's verse, you have like this Tony Montana Scarface type yeah. of vibe in the background, yeah. which ha- has been used on songs before, but I love the way Ye kind of flipped it for his verse and his verse alone. Well, and he he's always going to... Kanye, no matter what, is not going to put out something that's sonically... Um, instrumentally production wise just sounds like trash that's just never gonna happen so you're taking dudes that are uh talented in different ways right like they're all good rappers in different ways Mm -hmm. and when you give them production like this it's really just a don't fuck it up right like it's just that that type of thing and then the music video was great right so which is that's always you know that that used to be infinitely more important. Than right, it is I was about now, to say that too. Like music videos, this is probably the last of really that era. I mean, every now and then a video will pop yeah, up where it's kind of original, but like yeah. this is the last of that era where like music videos mattered. Yeah, you know, and it was it was a fun music video. I think that the themes throughout here are all wildly different. Right, Big Sean's talking yes. about he's fresh off the ass success, so yeah. he's ass state you know and then you have kanye more and like that uh like he's starting to feel himself a lot pusha with his usual like the coke talk rick james is mentioned on Mm -hmm. this song um i I consider this kind of a flawless record too for what it is yes you know like i can't 100 it's five and a half you want to put out a single to promote and an album compilation nonetheless this is that compilation right yeah everybody all those artists are putting on display this is what I could do. Good music. Yeah. You know, exactly. literally and figuratively. So yeah. where would you ultimately come down on this? Because I know that Kendrick, for both of us, right, right. is is on our Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But Kanye's on that Mount Rushmore in a different way, too, though. You yeah. know, and kind of always will be, despite the, the fall off that we talk about so often on these episodes. Yeah. Um, where are you going? Um, it, it is a super tough call. Uh. Mad City, I don't know if it's just a West Coast bias that I have. It might just be that. And that's okay, too, because yeah. I, I often feel the same thing, it, you know. It might just be that. I, I will lean Mad City. Um, I do think that the beat is just a little harder. and I, Which is crazy to say. It's crazy to say because Mercy's beat is wild. But also, at the end of the day, um, of every artist that we're talking about on here, you know, you got... What MC8, uh, you got Kendrick Lamar, Kanye, uh, Big Sean, Pusha T, and Two Chains. So it's six people, and the best artist among all of them is Kendrick Lamar. Right. So sometimes it's just that his his like common denominator. Like if you're going flow, let's just yeah. compete. Let's throw every artist out there. If yeah. You're going flow. It's Kendrick. If you're talking about lyricism, it's Kendrick. If you're talking about the theme and what you're trying to get across, it's Kendrick. And I can't. I love Mercy, and I think it's a great collective piece that yeah. still stands the test of time, but I, I'm not going to pick Mercy over Mad City. I can't pick, I feel like I, I don't even need to Mad elaborate City. that much more on that. Yeah, either, it's know? fine. Like, I, look, Mercy is all-time banger for a single. Um, Mad City all-time is banger also all-time banger. Cut. Exactly. Right. It was a representation of what that album was. Right. And 
way more more so than bitch don't kill my vibe or you know like all of that you know so yeah i mean if if you've been living under a rock and haven't heard either of these records go check them out because they're certainly worth it but it it, again it's tough i think for both of us to take mercy over peak kendrick lamar I, i don't know too many artists or projects or songs that could top that so till next week guys we'll catch you later peace thanks for giving us a listen Give us your feedback and let us know how you really feel. Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll see you next week.